Lots of questions in. Can you have a lawyer from your country represent you in the UAE? First question. Uh, so depends. Yes, in short, because there are different ways of representation. So you, if you're in the DIFC, for example, uh, and and your lawyer is in the UK, so the DIFC and ADGM as well, a lot of the British uh, barristers, for example, they are... Uh, they have the right of audience before uh, these courts, so they could be there. And a lot of, by the way, in, in the DSC right now, a lot of the barristers, they don't, they're not at all based in Dubai. They're all in England and um, they just appear even for the hearings. They appear online or they'll fly in for the hearing. Uh, so there's, there's that. Uh, now also, if you want, um, even in local courts, if you have a lawyer in your own country, they could work with a local advocate here, or they could, yeah. So the local advocate would be the 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 council of on on um, on papers, right, of of records. But they could be uh, working together with your local lawyer uh, in your country. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, so that's that's another way of doing it. Uh, a third way is if let's say if you're representing yourself, and then your lawyer in your own country is helping you kind of structure and draft. Uh, so it's all possible. You just need to kind of bear in mind that you are still in a different jurisdiction. And if you ask me to go and litigate, for example, or, or represent somebody in, in France or Australia, I, you know, I probably, I would not be the best choice if, uh, so I would not recommend it. I think it would be a disservice to my client to hire me to represent them in Australia or in France in some jurisdiction where I'm not practicing. But, um, uh, but certainly it's possible. Yeah. And, and even, and even in practical terms, it's, uh, it's been done before and, uh, it, it can work. Okay. And that kind of leads me to two, two questions. I'll ask you them both, but there are similarities. Uh, to what extent can you manage without a lawyer in the UAE since so many on, of the systems are now based online? And we've seen much of the legal system here go online in the last couple of years. Can I self-represent my case even if I have a lawyer is another question. Uh, yes, but you definitely want to be um, uh, in communication with your lawyer because especially if you have another lawyer and that lawyer is a, a, on record, uh, then you certainly want to make sure that whatever it is that you do uh, is communicated to the lawyer because they may just not want uh, you to be making submissions, making arguments on behalf you know, while they are re- registered as your counsel of record and they have no say in it. Uh, so, um, so there's that. Uh, and, uh, or, or for example, um, if you don't, if you have a lawyer, but it's not a registered lawyer in terms of not registered with the courts, they're just sort of a lawyer that you've used, uh, for, uh, for counseling and for counseling along the way, but not really not registered as your advocate for the, that particular case with the court. Uh, then yeah, you can represent yourself. And by the way, you can represent yourself also, um, these days, as you rightfully said, Tim, it's much easier because now, for the most part, all of us have access to the court website and not just the website, but the, into our own sort of case management, into our own uh, court database. And it's basically almost the same uh, right and same access as uh, lawyers get. Uh, and that's so, in other words, when you register, now you can register with the courts, you can create your own uh, login into the court portal and then through that login, you basically access your entire court library. And this is like a courtroom, like a virtual courtroom, a virtual court library, if you will. And so through this, you can, you can see all the submissions, all the submissions that are being made in different cases. You might have multiple cases. Uh, so it could be different cases. Uh, and, um, 
uh, all the submissions by the other side, by by your side or by your lawyers, uh, all the judges' decisions, all the other statements or requests or comments that are being made on on the, on the case. The hearings are all also attended online, uh, and um, all and this and, and all the requests are made online. So yes, yeah, so basically, if you have access like that, you can absolutely make all your requests online. You don't have to have a lawyer, by the way. That's also important to understand. Uh, the court of first instance and the court of appeal, you don't need to have a lawyer in the UAE, but the, for the court of uh, cassation, you will need to have uh, an advocate represent you. But in the first two, you don't, so you can be sort of your own party. But in that case, it's you who are who's listed as a as a party to the case, and you're being represented by yourself. Now you can have lawyer counseling you along the way and recommending and drafting, but it will be your name and all the submissions will be made by you. And now with having this digital access into the court room and the court library, you can basically make all requests and you can do everything on your own without having to have a lawyer. Two questions. I think we've answered these really, but just for the purposes of being thorough, can expat lawyers litigate in the UAE? And if you have a criminal case, can you consult a general practicing law firm, you know, a general practice, or should you speak directly with a criminal lawyer? Well, it's interesting because we don't really, I guess in certain countries you have, in, uh, like in the West for sure, you have lawyers and law firms and practices are truly um, uh, based on specific uh, expertise uh, and um, uh, expertise in, in an area of, of practice, such as, for example, you have criminal lawyers. And criminal lawyers, let's say in the U.S., that's all they do, basically, more or less criminal law in other countries as well. Not so in the UAE. So in the UAE, basically, as I mentioned earlier, only local advocates. In criminal cases, you would need to have representation before the authorities. So you want to have a local advocate, i.e., ultimately, that's an, that has an Emirati license, um, that an Emirati national that has a licensed local advocate to represent in court. So you want for criminal cases. Uh, you don't have to always, but you want to. And so, and, and therefore all local advocates, um, have experience, for the most part, have experience in criminal matters. Not all like to necessarily practice, but they all have the right and, and experience in criminal cases. Some just maybe opt to, um, do not practice criminal. Uh, so, um, so there is basically, so there, there are no specialized, just criminal, criminal, uh, lawyers, for example. Uh, so there's that. And then, uh, there's a lot of, um, perhaps a benefit and there's a lot of expertise that one can have as a lawyer in criminal law without actually being part of a local advocacy. Uh, for example, just, uh, you know, in many, in many cases, uh, clients just need, advice okay so um you know could there be a criminal case for example is this in violation of the criminal law well to know the uae criminal law you don't need to be a local advocate right and so especially since the laws are changing here so much we just have new criminal law that was issued last year in 2022 and that's the uae new uae crime and punishment that's a brand new law um, so you don't need to be even an Arabic speaker to read and know that law. It's, it's translated. It's available in English. And so, so therefore a lot of, um, non-advocates also are very much familiar with criminal law in the UAE. Plus there's quite a, it's, you know, the, the civil and criminal law in the UAE is often, so it's, it's a thin line between them. So for example, so therefore a lot of, uh, civil lawyers, commercial lawyers, uh, business lawyers uh, in the UAE ultimately also deal often with criminal matters just because you know, the the crossover is so uh, is so frequent. Uh, so for example, um 
if you have a, somebody insulted you, uh, somebody shouted at you in the middle of a supermarket, right? Um, that's a criminal offense. So, or for example, someone uh, defrauded you from uh, online uh, doing financial some banking transaction. That's also a criminal offense. Uh, so, for things like this, often you go to you just want to go to a lawyer that knows a the law. Uh, and knows how the system works and also is able to guide you in terms of how this particular law and will be applied in this in this uh, in this instance uh, and for that you don't need to be an advocate uh, and as long as but what you do need is you need to have experience experience in this country that yeah. I will tell you yeah. because a lot of these uh, a lot of these cases are very nuanced and they're very specific to the UAE and they're also changing uh, so, for example, just until recently, uh, if you, um, as a as an employee employer, if you made a claim against your departing employee, for for example, for breach of trust, because they went and they spoke with your competitor, right? In the past, the breach of trust breach of trust is a criminal offense, right? And in the past, you go to the police, say, hey, listen, this employee made uh, this breached my trust because they went and talked to the competitor. You didn't even really necessarily have to present very much. Basically, you could easily open a criminal case against that employee, uh, just a c- criminal complaint. Uh, and then, and it would be kind of investigated as a criminal complaint first. Ultimately, it might be dismissed as not being, is not having any merit to begin with or is not being criminal. Uh, but that's how it would start. And so now, and that's only because of breach of trust. Now, uh, anything that stems from an employment relationship, for the most part, the authorities said, listen, you have to go to civil court. This is not criminal. So, so in other words, you need to know how, have good experience and understanding of how the UAE uh, jurisprudence is, uh, is forming and establishing and evolving and how it's, you know, how it's growing. Uh, because these kind of changes you need to be able to, to know and, and advise your clients along the way. There's no substitute for local knowledge, is there, Luke Miller, wherever you go in the world. Um, two more questions. And then I have one final question to ask you for this particular podcast. But here's one. What happens if you don't reach the result you were expecting with your lawyer? Do you have to pay the remaining fee? I mean, it depends. In most cases, I'll tell you, yes, you do. Because in most cases, it's contract-based, right? And contractually, I have yet to see, uh, maybe some do, but very rarely so, um, any kind of the lawyers would take clients uh, on the representation of some sort of a guaranteed outcome. Uh, and so it's just that just that's not possible. And uh, you know, in, in over my, the years in my practice, I've had many people come and ask, well, can you guarantee? Absolutely not. Well, I need assurance. Well, I can't. Like, I'm just a mere lawyer. I'm just a lawyer. All I can guarantee you is that I will do the best I can do within the framework of the law and my own abilities and experience. I can and that my team. We will do the best that we can do within within these within these parameters. But I cannot guarantee anything else. It's the only thing you can guarantee in life is death and taxes, uh, and that's it. So therefore, any law firm that would have guaranteed the result, well, just basically set themselves up to to, to fail. Uh, so therefore, but I I would say in most cases. Uh, a law firm would, you could represent that this is a, a likely outcome, a potential outcome, but they would never guarantee. And so therefore, when you don't receive your desired result, I mean, it depends on how you draft the terms of your engagement. But you know, let's say if, if the lawyer, and often this happens, a lawyer, uh, certain special local advocates, I mean, they'll say that a certain payment is, is um, received upon a successful 
uh, for example, a successful resolution of the case. And so in that case, then you don't have to pay because if, if there is that last payment is contingent on the last, uh, on the results of the case. Uh, but in most cases, that's not, that's not the case. Um, so, um, it's not as simple as that. It's it? not as simple as that because no, because we just lawyers can only legally do what the, the law and the, allows us to do and what ultimately and it's in the hands of the judges. So how can you, uh, guarantee something that's not a, in your control? So. No, for sure. I, I guess that question is kind of predicated on the, you know, the no win, no fee, uh, that you see in other jurisdictions, which I, as far as I'm aware, doesn't exist. As a concept, yeah. Or well, it? It, it sort of, it kind of, not, not it did a little bit before, and, and then, um, then less so after. But now again, legally, it's now become possible to actually legally the contingency arrangements are now uh, allowed, expressly allowed. Before okay. they were actually express, expressly disallowed. Now they're expressly allowed, but um, they have to be properly documented and such. Uh, but in many, yes, but in many cases, they're still, they're not purely no win, no fee. Uh, and, uh, in most cases, there's some kind of partial payment involved, some kind of payment involved. And then if success is, um, is, you know, result, the result is successful at the end, there's an additional payment. Uh, but, um, yeah, but that's, that's, these are the only kind of arrangements here. Um, otherwise I have not yet seen here. The no win, no fee, like a pure uh, contingency-based arrangement. Okay, final question, final TikTok question, since we are still live. Can I change my mind about my legal representation at the last minute? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can always change your legal representation. You just need to be mindful of what that will do to your case. Uh, so first, you need to make sure that you appoint the new lawyer timely uh, and uh, effectively so that to allow them to actually make a difference in your case and not make it worse. Uh, and also that you um, deal with your pre- previous lawyers uh, correctly so that they can recuse themselves and that they can deregister themselves from the case. And that means, obviously, you need to finalize that relationship properly. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. And then also you need to advise the, the judge and you cannot ultimately use this as if you're talking about last minute, you cannot use this as a, as an excuse, uh, to, um, to, to request more time or to delay proceedings. Uh, so uh, there's, there could be, if, if it's going to affect the, um, uh, the, the flow of your case, you need to be able to present to the judge why it is that you are changing counsel at this point in time so late in the game.